Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Adam Morgan. In the recent housing survey, All In Denver, respondents in the city and county indicated the top three issues for the mayor and city council to address are affordable housing, education, and homelessness. Homelessness ranked ahead of jobs in the economy, parks and open space, transportation, and even public safety. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. During the last 20 years, it seems no matter the strategies or resources working to mitigate the homelessness problem in Denver, the challenge continues to grow and with new dimensions. The perceptions and misperceptions regarding the issue of homelessness is also shifting as well. One of the latest efforts in the outreach close to home sets a strategy to gain greater public support for solutions. People need a clear understanding of the problem. Central to this is making those perceptions and misperceptions more factual and accurate. On this edition, we explore these new efforts of Close to Home with James Gillespie of Mile High Behavioral Healthcare and Christine McElhinney of the project Close to Home. Denver's Road Home is part of the city of Denver, and Close to Home was started about three years ago by the Denver Foundation. Yeah. And the reason they started the campaign was that they had gone out into the community to listen to people and ask them what's going well, what's not working, what can we as a foundation help to address. And one of the things that kept rising to the top in those conversations in community after community was that people were increasingly having a difficult time meeting their basic needs, and housing was really at the top of that list. Yeah. And they said to, to the folks in the foundation, not only that, but we feel like we're sort of um, suffering in silence and we, that people aren't aware that there are so many of us who can't meet our needs, and, and we want you to help shine a light um, on this. And so that's what Close to Home really is from that you know, we did from those community conversations, we did um, some public opinion polling, we did focus groups, um, talked to a whole lot of folks and came up with a campaign, which is close to home, that's grassroots. So there's lots of different organizations and agencies, um, as well as people who have personally experienced homelessness working together to increase understanding about the broad reach of homelessness, the broad reach of homelessness, and to move people to be part of the solution. Because that's another thing, is folks think that it's up to somebody else to do something about it. Is this a situation where, and I'm probably embarking up the wrong tree, where Denver takes care of itself and maybe close to home takes care of the suburbs because homeless people can go transient back and forth across borders and... Uh, how do you separate the services of who gets what where? Well, I think I think you're right. There are no borders to um, homelessness, just like all of us who live in whatever community in the metro area cross the borders. And we work here and we go to dinner over here yeah. and we go to a sports game over here and so forth. And that's, you know, that's the same thing that people who don't have a home are doing, whether it's on a bus or whatever. They go wherever they can to try to better their life and live their life. And so close to home, because it was started by the Denver Foundation, which serves the seven-county metro area, that's the scope of this campaign. And each of the cities, the counties, they also have differing kinds of programs 
to address homelessness because there isn't one form of homelessness and there's not one solution to homelessness. So it takes a lot of different folks working together to um, put forward solutions and try to make a difference. Now, Jim, I know with uh, with a lot of veterans, you know, we just had Veterans Day not too long ago. Uh, there are many homeless veterans that are there that need assistance. Are we seeing that some of the reasons for homelessness, because I, you know, we were talking off air, nobody grows up saying, I want to be homeless, which is absolutely true. Are we are we saying that there are other reasons why? Perhaps, yeah, they may, may not be making a living wage or something like that, but some people have emotional challenges that end up leaving them homeless. So veterans, non-veterans, uh, we all have the same basic human needs and desires. One of them is not to be homeless. And what we found through data, uh, not through assumption, perception, or what you may or may not see uh, driving down the street, is that a large majority of those experiencing homeless in the Denver metro area are experiencing homeless because of one of three different things. Uh, One is they're unemployed uh, or um, underemployed. Yeah. Another is that they just become sick health issue. And then the third thing is death or divorce in the family. And when you look at those three things, no reason why any one of those things uh, can't happen to any one of us. And you wouldn't believe, you know, us working at a homeless shelter, you know, I work at a homeless shelter. It's been around for 47 years, has 139 beds. It's the only game in town in Aurora, uh, Colorado's third largest city. And guess what? You wouldn't believe how many people visit that homeless shelter because they get cancer. They, 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 they get an illness and they're juggling medical bills and they're paring down everything else in their life. And they start where most of us would start, the luxuries, family vacation, then the cable's gone. Then you're paring down your food and you keep paring down. And a lot of these families find themselves in a place where they have to choose between staying alive, their health and well-being, and paying rent or paying a mortgage. And so though we have one of the lowest um, – Unemployment rates, our state, the state of Colorado, has one of the lower unemployment rates in the nation. Folks are just underemployed. It's not just about getting a job. It's about getting a job that's going to pay pay your bills and pay your rent, you know, Uh, and that's that's the challenge as we constantly see the this this invisible force called a a housing market. And I say invisible force in quotation marks because people drive everything. Working backwards (laughs) on what you said there, you said death or divorce can lead to homelessness? Is that because of the loss of the breadwinner and the other one maybe not have the same skill set or can't bring in the same income? Is that why that occurs? And so the the person that's left can't find the services to allow them to readjust to the income that they have or not being able to have a job? Is Is that how that works? There are a lot of families that, you know, both the parents are working, but maybe one parent's working and one parent's you know, caretaking for kids that are growing up, a new family. You know, you have two or three kids. It's another job right there. And so, you know, it, each family's individual situation is different. So it's hard to pinpoint exactly what one thing. However, I could say this. Imagine if in your own family, as you, you know, you hear this today, imagine if, you're, if your own family, you had this loss. You know, there's a there's financial implications to to loss and divorce yeah. as well. Well, that that that's where I was going. It wasn't so much it's just that one thing, but 
because divorce happens. Fifty percent of the, of Americans have been through it at one time or another. But it's not something you're going to think that, yeah, I, I I don't like the guy anymore and he's gone and so I'm happy, but I'm going to end up homeless on the other side of it. And and maybe that's something people need to be cognizant of, of doing better planning or thinking their way through it before they do stuff like that. Death, right, you got no control of that. But divorce, you kind of do to make sure you don't end up homeless on the other the other side of it. And so I just wanted to bring that out and make that point because – a lot of Americans, a lot of us live from event to event, the same way we live from paycheck to paycheck. And we have to think about that mm-hmm. sometimes because that was the easiest one of the things you mentioned. Health, yes. You know, you don't know when health issues are going to, you know, and the battle of all the uh, of the things that are going on now regarding health. you got to keep in mind that that can end up leaving a person homeless. It's really about helping I think all of us to understand the circumstances that that lead to somebody becoming homeless. We were just talking about how divorce can lead to homelessness. Yeah. I had a conversation with a woman who's a, who's the executive director of a nonprofit in Denver, and she and her husband had split up. They have a couple young children, and he also works in a you know he has a, a good job but still limited income particularly when you consider the housing market and how expensive everything is their kids are in in good schools they have a network of friends they don't sure. want they don't want to move right so i think most of us can relate to that but they can't afford two households so what do they do well their interesting conclusion was they're going to keep the kids in the house and they're going to take turns couch surfing someplace else and they're going to come visit the kids. Now, not everybody has different ways that they do it. But the reality is, however you do it, um, is it, it's tough to support two households. Sure. Um, and then, as James said, if you throw in a health issue or um, if, if there's domestic violence and somebody needs to get out of the household to be safe, that's a huge reason why um, particularly women and women with kids experience homelessness is abusive relationships. And you add on top of the really high cost of housing and, and the tight rental market across sure. the metro area, and any one thing like that can upset the apple cart Yeah, um, when, when it's not at all expected. Does Close to Home ever counsel one of your, I guess you call them clients, leave town? Well, but no, you can you can live better if you move someplace else because you said in that answer, a lot of people don't want to move; they want to stay here. But if they moved someplace else, maybe more affordable, they wouldn't be homeless anymore. Yeah. So a couple things: one is close to home does not provide services directly to people who are experiencing homelessness. So it's it's different than comitis um, and some other um, transitional housing kinds of services. Uh-huh. Close to home is really um, an awareness effort to help move people in Colorado and beyond past the notion that people bring homelessness on themselves and it's us versus them and it's only in Denver and there's nothing we can do about it. Our our role is to try to help people see that um, this is about us and it's about where we live and it's about circumstances that affect um, us and our family members and our friends, and there but for the grace of God go I. And so the reason we want to do this is, again, to shine the light on what's happening. 
we did we did some um, polling up front, some public opinion polling. Right. And one of the questions we asked was, um, have you ever personally experienced homelessness? And this a representative sample of people across Metro Denver, 43 percent said that at some point in their life they had experienced homelessness. So this isn't wow. this isn't that unique. Right. Um, so that's that's what close to home is. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Um, it's raising different. the awareness among the general population. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And so then to your other question about um, if you can't afford to live here, why don't you go someplace else? Well, um, I think again, there's a lot of reasons, and it's it's sure. not black and white. Uh, you have kids. Maybe you have uh, family members. You have a job. It doesn't pay that much, but you have a job. Um, you can't afford to leave. Um, it's expensive elsewhere. You don't have a safety net elsewhere. So, uh, you know, I think that there are a lot of reasons why somebody doesn't leave. I think that some people do leave. Yeah. Um, but but that's not always easy either. I ask that question because a lot of uh, retiring baby boomers who are, are Social Security check dependent are, well, I want to live in Denver. Well, it may be more affordable for you to live someplace else. Right. And nobody's around to tell them that. And, you know, yeah, the other reasons are there, you know, family and safety net and all that, too, at the same time. But sometimes, you know, uh, the thought is, well, if you can better help yourself in Dallas or someplace else in Amarillo, right. it may be better. And those messages many times are not communicated, which would not come from you guys. It would come from James and his team there. I, I don't know if your group presents alternatives like that to those that can manage the information that, hey, we got some places over here in New Mexico that would be better. It can help you. You got your services there, and it's more affordable for you to do. Why don't you think about that? So – with the Comitus Crisis Center's outreach work, occasionally we'll meet other folks from other communities or states that have come to Colorado. They're homeless. Yeah. And all they want to do is get back home. And so for those individuals, we're able to partner with folks like uh, Homeward Bound, which is the Greyhound uh, program for homeless youth that offers them a vastly discounted uh, ticket price to get them back home. And we'll usually foot the bill. Uh, things like that. But the the greater question is this. If you are already living in this community here in Denver, so most of the folks experiencing homelessness for the first time, sure. they're from here. They're not migrating in. They, uh, data shows they're from here. Christine McElhenney of the Project Close to Home and James Gillespie of Mile High Behavioral Healthcare are our guests on this edition as we update ourselves on the efforts of the Project Close to Home working to make homelessness history in Colorado. We'll continue our conversation with them on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. And we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.